Well, um, uh, I had uh, a squeeze time to think about what I can present to you, uh, people coming from the dance world and interested in the dance world. Um, and I was thinking that uh, in my, uh, in my uh, dance life, uh, I was a bit reflecting for myself. So it was a journey also for me to go back and think from the beginnings until now. And that's why I was saying that maybe I could propose that it's the body in search of the experience. And I, I state the immigration because now you will know why. Um, uh, as an independent artist uh, in Jordan where I uh, grew up and I lived before moving on um, in my uh, mid-30s, uh, I have been uh, working in, a, in the most radical art form in the Middle East. Dance is a very radical art form. It's, it has to do with the body, it has to do with communication uh, on stage, non-verbally, and also within a very conservative society. And uh, most importantly, it's a post-colonial society. And at this time, we still have um, war, we still have um, bloodshed that is around us in the Middle East. This picture is the picture of my grandfather. And uh, he is on, on the left. And I just thought to put this picture to uh, give you a sense of uh, this uh, time of post-colonialism in, in my part of the world. And also like the body movements and the body, how they are, you know, like trying to be very much like the West. And that was in the 19, uh, maybe 12, 20s, not more than this. He lived until one or three years old and he, he passed away just two years ago. So that was quite long time ago. And that's the journey of when I say at the beginnings, going from the east to the west. And that's the, we, we woke up to this world of post-colonialism we want it to be like the West. We, everything has to be very much westernized and so on. And my beginnings, my childhood, the first thing that I got to know in terms of dance was to go to classical ballet. And this is a newspaper clipping that my mother saved. And I was one of those people here. And it was very funny because, I mean, in, in our part of the world, classical ballet is something that is very Western. It's not us. And that's where my uh, many years of uh, childhood, just going to classical dance and thinking that, that this is the world of dance. Um, and then I started to think, where am I? And I started to look at the environment that I am in. And then I started to, um, to, to, to sense, where am I, whom am I? Uh, what is the environment that is around me? So from the classical ballet directly to the desert, to the people who are in the desert, the way they are, the way they sit, how the desert is allowing this big freedom of space um, where the moons are your blanket and it's just open. And those people are just the rhythm, exploring the rhythms of the people who are in the desert and exploring also the, the way, uh, the simplicity uh, they have. After that, I encountered the folklore, which is a form that is highly practiced in our part of the world, in every uh, part of uh, the Levant. Uh, 
And that is mainly chain dancing, line dancing, circles, and so on. And that was a very important period of uh, my time because that was my, uh, like, between the 14th and the 18th, where I started to uh, explore the contact with the, with the local people, with the audience, and then uh, understand uh, all the expressions of the weddings and, uh, you know, like talking about the harvest and all of that through dance and movement. Um, then I went to the professional life, and this is when I moved to Lebanon and I studied theater. And over there, I joined uh, a ballet company called Caracalla Dance Theater. And there, I really experienced this journey from the east to the west. Because in that company, the formation was based on classical in the morning, then modern, based on Martha Graham techniques, and then at that time, it was like early in 90s. And then... Um, moving towards uh, the expression of something that we uh, that the choreographer created a school of oriental ballet and that was really the like trying to take the western techniques and apply them in a very much oriental form so it becomes uh, a technique that it is uh, his and the school of this uh, dance company became very popular in the arab world and a lot of dance companies adapted this method and during this journey, it allowed me to travel a lot in the world because we were living in a suitcase and we were performing everywhere from the Peacock Theater to the Palais de Congrès to Malaysia to wherever. But what was important for me in this uh, uh, experience was the encounter of the other cultures and the openness where we used to be taken by the choreographer to go down in Africa, in Côte d'Ivoire, and to really jam with the Africans. When we go to Algeria, to go to the desert and to sit and really uh, dance and hear the music and the beats of the people in Algeria, and so on in Tunisia, and, 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 and. And that really enriched my uh, background. And then also I started to think, why is he all the time um, going back to the folk. He's so much advanced as a company in the Middle East, uh, technically, uh, and then he's all the time referring and going back uh, to the folk dance. And apparently, as I grew up and I reflect and I see what is happening, it's a matter of identity. At that time, when we were working in Lebanon, when, he, when this company was working, it was during the war. People were fighting a sectarian war, and uh, this company was trying to sell Lebanon as the state of the art. And they wanted to go out to the world, whereas the people were fighting. So it was kind of an identity to keep the identity of the Oriental. That's why he really focused on Oriental ballet. Like, yes, it's Western, but it's us. It looks like us. It feels like us. And the research on the costume that this company was doing was very big. And then I was saying, like, it's so beautiful when we are dancing without costumes. Why do we have to put all these layers of costumes that are really like so much annoying? And then that's again about the identity and about um, giving this image that is only in the Occidental Orientalist's image, but just giving it from the real uh, people. Of course, I revolted and I didn't want to continue in this kind of setup after uh, 12 years uh, dancing with the company. And I felt it's now time to move. 
and then I went back to Jordan, and there I, going back to Jordan is really going back to the desert. The same picture. There's only folk dance, and there's you, and maybe one or two dancers. There, practically, really, there are no, there's no dance. And it's very radical and very conservative society, not like Beirut, not like Cairo. So I started my dance festival. And through the dance festival, this is where I started to bring the West to us. Instead of us going to the West, we started to bring the West to our, uh, to our place. And this is where we hosted many companies from Denmark, from all over uh, Europe, from the States. And that's where we started to understand the language and the contemporary language of dance that is happening. Of course, at this stage, I encountered two extremes. One is a very high formative art and very conceptual that is moving on. But the second was the, the art of the hip hoppers, which is the street art. Because then suddenly we started to see that there are lots of hip hoppers, lots of people who are working in the streets. And then it became, uh, our platform became a meeting space between the people who were in the streets and the people who are coming from uh, the West with a lot of um, conceptual ideas and thoughts about dance and the long history. And this is where uh, a meeting point happened. And this gave the festival a big breath uh, to continue. And for me, this observation from being a practitioner, a dancer, to becoming an organizer and looking at what is happening and bringing and bridging the audiences together was a very much uh, accumulative experience of what is the body able to, to make and to present and what is the experience that we can put together in this world. And then came the Arab Spring and this is when I revolted. <laughs> and I said, no, it's time for me to go back to making the dance. It's time to me, for me to come back to expressing my thoughts. And that was very interesting because I didn't know what I wanted to say. I didn't want to do the folklore because I've done that a lot. I've done the Oriental Ballet. I didn't want to be in a ballet context. I wanted to express my thoughts in, uh, that are now currently. And uh, so when the Arab Spring came, that was something like also a chance for us to produce theater, dance theater on stage for the local Jordanian artists with a twist that is really much a, a little bit more contemporary. And as you can see here, it was like a window of uh, expressing uh, our thoughts of each dancer, their inner revolution. Uh, and it was a, a very suspended window for some time because we can't be this much open about our thoughts in our part of the world. Despite Jordan is very, it's a democracy and um, thanks God we have a lot of peace all the time and we are very democratic uh, and peacemaking all the time, but still uh, it's not the governments, it's mo mostly the society that is very conservative. So you can't really express a lot in dance. So that was a chance for us to speak about the Arab uh, Spring, but speak from the mirroring our, our thoughts and our uh, own revolutions. And then um, looking at other uh, Arab uh, dance, uh, dancers and Arab dance companies, because we started, I started to feel that uh, we are in isolation because 
as practitioners and working with your body in your own community, uh, a community that is mostly veiled, a community that is mostly with long jilbab or with a hijab, it's not very easy for the woman to be doing a lot of dance. But also that now it, the mood became very heavy. Imagine people are, all the news is all about the Arab Spring, the people burning themselves, uh, um, all this revolts. People are down in the streets uh, asking for a better life. And what are we to do when we are having this? Like, what is the appetite to do dance? And what do, how do you express when this is happening? How do you express when Gaza is under uh, attack or when there's a massacre or when there's... It's very difficult. And then I started to think, how can this body be not in isolation alone, but how can we come look at others who are working in the Arab countries and come bring them together? So I created a network and a platform called Diwan, Divan, and the whole idea is to come like this together and share our experiences. And this is a Moroccan choreographer that came uh, to Jordan and he did a piece with uh, 12 dancers that were part of this. Uh, Tina Topgod was there from Recall Dance Company. She was attending this event as well because she has been coming to Jordan a lot. And then we created, he created this piece and basically it was the first time ever that we took dance down to the streets in the middle of downtown Amman, where a lot of audience of more, one th more than 1,000 saw this uh, piece that is very much... Um, it started like going into uh, a demonstration. Just walking, 12 dancers in the middle of a very big square, walking slowly with uh, very much uh, local music, and then bursting into a very contemporary uh, expression of body, but, you know, some kind of a, like, this other revolution. And this uh, piece is called 100 uh, Steps. So as I was looking at what is happening and, uh, and who, how, what we are all working, I found that every, every one of us in the Middle East, in the Levant, is working in a political way. Like our uh, work was mostly the body, the search of the body was really of the memoir of what we grew off. We grew off uh, being afraid of uh, Israeli uh, planes attacking, for instance. We grew, like, the, the tension in the body of this tension of being closed. Like, all this has been in the memoir of our bodies, and we cannot let go. Despite that we went and we did um, uh, classical ballet or uh, contemporary, whatever, but as a content for the body to tell or to experiment as a memoir, it was all coming from uh, post-colonialism, from this kind of environment, which in fact gave a lot of material for a lot of artists to work uh, around. And, and there are lots of artists that are residing in uh, France and um, Belgium that are working on different topics. But I, I noticed now when I was reflecting before coming here that all the work is political or about the identity. So that is really so much where we are, we are still there. And then I started to have another journey. I said, okay, let's start to investigate the body in other cultures, but in, uh, in more of a more deep-rooted, um, the movement, let's say, and the body in a more deep-rooted um, 
history. So I went through uh, to the Tai Chi Chuan through uh, a colleague of mine and a friend of ours that introduced me to this art form. And I remembered that um, 10 years before she introduced me to this, I was in Amsterdam and I was invited to go for a Tai Chi class. And then I was very much, you know, like dancing in the company, traveling all the time. And I went and we started to do this Tai Chi. I was like, what the hell, you know, like, no, that's not for me. I ran away. But after all these years, when I came back to this, and, you know, the accumulation of the experience that you get and the, the search of the movement, the search of what is the movement meaning? What is the movement meaning for me? What is the dance? I started to think this made, this was very good food for thought for me and also to experience the energies inside out. Because at the beginnings, when it was from east to west, it was about understanding and learning the techniques. It's like anyone that goes to a ballet class at the beginning. I was hungry to learn all the, you know, the classical moves, all the uh, Martha Graham's uh, techniques, uh, um, everything that you think of. But I was not thinking of the content. It was only technical. But then, when I come, when I came here, I started to think of the of the content, of the energies. What is the energy, the yin and the yang, all this. Um, formations and the many, many uh, forms that the Tai Chi uh, started to express. And then at the same time, I was looking at the Indian classical dance and how much they institutionalized that. That's a folkloric dance, but they institutionalized it in a way that it became its classical dance. Like ballet is classical for the West, an Indian dance, the classical Indian dance is the classical for them. So then I was thinking and reflecting, at, in the Arab world, we haven't um, institutionalized or written down our classical form. So it's still purely folkloric or it's still a mix of the Western and the European. But here it started my journey a little bit outwards from, from the East to the West and a little bit flying. And then... Um, I encountered a very interesting performance by uh, Jérôme Bell. I don't know if you know of him, the French choreographer. And if you have seen this, uh, Pichet, Clunchoun and myself, it was in 2005. It was a very interesting moment because I was, back then I was traveling a lot to all the festivals, you name it, of the dance, because I needed to curate for my dance festival. And this gave me a, a lot of uh, space to also see what is happening around movement and, and the dance itself. What is the, what is the understanding of dance? Because for me, still dance was a form that is really structured. And when I saw this piece by Jérôme Bell, Jérôme Bell, he went um, to Malaysia and he was asked to do a piece with a Malaysian company. And then due to a lot of traffic and many circumstances, they couldn't really produce a piece piece. But what he produced was much more interesting for me in, in, the, in the dance world than any piece could come. And it was a piece where both of them sitting in front of each other, talking to each other, and understanding the culture of dance in each um, society. And one of the very interesting things that came across was when Jerome asked uh, Pichet, um, how do you die? on stage. And it was very interesting. 
And then Jerome said, uh, I'm going to act it out. And then he went out. And then he asked him, but can you repeat again? So pitch it. he repeated again, he repeated again. And then he was, you know, he's being like hit, but he goes out and he dies somewhere out. And then Jerome said, but how come? Like you didn't die yet. He said, yes, but in our culture, we cannot die. We cannot die on stage, you know? So he goes and he dies outside. And then I was thinking, this brought me to the expression of how really this, that is part of the values of each culture, the values of your upbringing, the societies and the norms of where you are, how much it conducts the artwork, the artwork after all. And then Pitchett asked him, but how do you die on stage? And Jerome, he put a piece of music, uh, Killing Me Softly, <laughs> from his computer, and he sits and he observes. And it goes for more than 15, 20 minutes. And you know, it was so slow, so slow, you know, really 20 minutes or 15 minutes. We were looking at this man that, and then he's becoming so sympathetic with someone that should have been in front of him. And at the end, it was so touching, but he didn't do any movement. He was just sitting and watching and watching and watching and watching and getting more and more in and more sad and more sad. And then when he asked him, Pitchett, how was it for you? Like, it's so touching. What, what is it? Explain to me. And he said, Jerome, this is how I watched my mother dying. She was dying so slowly. And he just took that and put it on stage. So the way we express is with the way we come. Like the people in, the, in my countries, when, when, the, when, when death happens, you can see them on the newspaper. You know, like it's so big, the expression, you know. Other people just look and see. Other people die. They don't want to die. In, it's bigger than dying. So the concept of dying started to think in my mind, like from being so active and making dance and movement and so big and so technical, completely shifted my thinking about the body and about the dance. And what could we, as people working in the dance world, investigate? And then, I was like, now I'm puzzled. I will stop doing dance. I'll just go to the theater. Then came this picture. And that was when my journey started from the south to the west. If you imagine Jordan in the, on the map here, and all of you guys here, the world, I was at the beginning between Jordan and Lebanon trying to understand the techniques going to your place. But then, I, at some moment, started to be here. And then I got this opportunity to come to Denmark, and I started my migration from the south up to the north. And while I was on this immigration part, let's say, coming to here, it was happening the Syrian crisis. And you see here this picture that you all saw, which is the uh, little child of Alan Kurdi that was on the beaches of uh, Turkey. And here, 
it was for me like why do we need what is the this is created for me a movement movement could be stillness it could not it for me it, the movement and the dance started to have another meaning because this still body on the beach made a huge movement all over the world but it's a still body and that i this is when i started to reflect and think but what is dance how can we perform how can we express in dance and what is the limit of the movements from wherever it could be to the to the stillness it could take and that comes again to the thinking of where do we go with the search of the movement how do we look and find the movement that is lied in our memoir but what is around us at the stage which is being in the present and then i came to denmark and then i am here the world is another world people are investigating other themes there could be a one piece about love another piece could be about uh, bio art this is my friend uh, tina that is you know like the world the the dance and the world is is not political it's something very much different it's something conceptual and i started to think like this is something really very interesting because the expression then i started to look around and what is happening and it it was quite interesting for me how the journey of the body that goes from one place to the other and what could be layered is really dependent on where you are and what you carry with you and also what the space takes you to to create and this is where really i started to look that everything that's coming from the middle east is most of it if 99.9999 it's all political and uh, about the identity and everything that's coming from the west mostly is exploring um, the values of the the everyday life that we are living and this is where uh the meaning of the body and the experience of the dance starts to take another uh form um and then i uh, am working now at theater tom and this is where i uh, i'm experimenting with uh, i come from the dance world but i am also a theater director that between the lines of this I've been making a lot of theater and a lot of other performances but I didn't put them all but I just put for you some postcards of what uh, is in my mind uh, of the journey of the body. And here I start to work with uh, Sandra who is um, uh, the main actress with another also colleagues uh, in the theater and also Sandra is a, a special clown uh, from a very special clown family she can tell you about it and this is when i started to come to work as a theater director but also uh, in my mind in the movement and this is where i also had an experience with uh, at the odin theater and this is when i stopped to think and i'm now trying to frame myself and stop to think of where the movement is 
but really to not anticipate and to remain in the present. And that's where I uh, surrender to the, to, the, to the actor and the work of the actor, but of course trying to motivate and trying to put some stimulus where the actor could experience and I could visualize and experience the movement with the actor's work. Um, and it's, uh, it's a journey that is taking time, and it's maybe difficult, more difficult for Sandra because uh, she's like, <laughs> what are you making me to do? But uh, it's quite interesting uh, how, 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 what the body and the movement and the dance, when they come in one place, it depends where you are, how, do you do, how, do you, how that conducts it. And then the last thing I would just put is the work with, of the movement with the, with, the, uh, with the musicians. And this is a very simple, very small thing, but it really affected uh, the performance of the, the young ones who are mostly closed and they are percussionists when we worked with them and we gave movement and we gave the movement some meaning for them where they grew up and this was from the closing ceremony of uh, August 2017. So for me in my uh, like if we go from all of this backwards in my mind I'm still researching uh, what could it be um, what is the movement and the dance? Because I still look at dance pieces and I still think, but where is the dance going? What is it that we want to express in the dance? What is effective? What is moving me? What is moving the audience? And that's the most important, I think, uh, is when we reach about how, how, the, how we can make a difference and create a, a movement. And... Um, that's when, uh, when the, the work from the past to the, to the present and to the future, it is a journey, but it is a very difficult journey, especially if you come from a very much um, a society that is not the luxury of having dance uh, very big. Um, I think that's, that's all about it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Yes, so it's the political versus the conceptual, the uh, the movement versus the stillness, the society versus another society, all of this uh, research that uh, could create material. Any questions? <laughs> Thank you.